right, all right. Welcome. To, why do I always? I always. Every time I open the show, I do some like Matthew McConaughey fucking weird all shit. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. You know right, what I like about right. them high we're school back. girls. <laughs> um, yeah, we're back, and we're gonna do another episode of Breaking the Scale, right? So we've got we got Brandon. I'm here this time. Yeah, I like back to finally speak in the third person when I can. And mm-hmm. we got Frank Hello. and Tyler on Hola. this episode. We're gonna we're gonna break down a, a good match. We're gonna break down a bad match, and we'll actually I think we'll do this we're, one. Yeah, a we're gonna bit switch this order. one up because uh, they happened very close chronologically, both within the WWE in 2011. Yeah. Um. So let's start out with 2011's arguably the the worst match of the year. It, yeah, one of them definitely. Uh, the worst match of this pay per view, which was like, pretty much a stinker. Right. Because uh, this happened in May at Over the Limit. Uh, Jerry Lawler versus fucking Michael Cole. And because that time they had met up. Because everybody wants to see about. that. Yeah. yeah, they'd already met up at WrestleMania, yeah. hadn't they? They wasted excitement at WrestleMania for this and shit. And in Extreme Rules. Yeah. And Extreme and Rules. And Over the Limit, which isn't as much of a crime, but, you know, still. <laughs> over the Limit's a stupid pay-per-view anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so even the build-up to this match, like, okay, so the build-up to this match leads them to fight a third time, and then Cole uh, so, wrangles it into being a kiss-my-foot match. Yeah. Which, which has history. It's I, something I wish they would quit doing. I find it personally disgusting. Well, I think right. they've only done it a couple of times. That's too many. I, I would say I would right. say a handful, but it doesn't feel appropriate for the for the match type. No. Um, so yeah, this one is. As I was watching the promo to this, my thought was like, why the fuck is Michael Cole even like? Why was he ever anything other than an announcer? He's a mm-hmm. good announcer. He was a good like backstage. He's a good order uh, interviewer. Yeah, yes. yeah, like that's fine. He, he's not. I don't know why they tried to push him as a heel. No, like he's not hateable in that sense. He's just kind of a, a bland and forgettable. Very much so. Yeah, and this, I just they, they they go so gross with this guy. Uh, so they, they the, put like peanut butter on his foot. And the angle is pizza Michael Cole has uh, Nutella. Michael Cole tries to get out of starting the match by having a doctor's note, which the ref just rips up, which I love. Like, the they ref, have that much authority. The ref right? who's like 24 right. and just looks like the biggest cheese ball ever. And then, yeah, they do this whole bit with Michael Cole having athlete's foot, which is just disgusting every fucking oh, yeah. time they show it. This Makes me want to puke. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it does. This match lasts for all of two seconds, and then the after part lasts for yeah, this fucking is forever. Two-thirds of the segment. This is a ridiculous match. Um, do you, how do you guys feel? Like, Should they even bring King back at this point to wrestle? No. Like At that age? At in at this age? In, yeah. in 2011? No. Like, they should Like, he's about to have a heart attack. He's because just, of yeah, shit like this. Yeah, he's a year like away from having a heart attack. I wouldn't doubt that this is his uh, last hurrah at uh, a good promo and and they did it with his good friend Michael Cole. And like, all right, if we're going to do this, let's do this together, type of thing. And I, I wouldn't yeah. even mind that. It's just the storyline. Like, it's they're, they're, so corny. Yeah. Michael Michael Cole tucked away in his Tupperware container on the yeah. side of the ring. And this isn't. This is shit for Raw or SmackDown. This isn't shit for a pay per view. A pay per view. Second to last match. This is the mm-hmm. build up. This is the penultimate match. This this entire feud mm-hmm. is should be on television not on pay-per-view and that's just at the, the three hours at the very right. most they should have gotten one like early card match at a pay-per-view to culminate the entire feud and it should have been one one match not right. three that's ridiculous yeah three pay-per-view matches this I don't know is what a, they, and uh, the first two bombed too they weren't well oh, yeah. received so i don't know why they thought a third one was in order and that now they're putting title matches on a fucking kickoff show this is the kickoff show <laughs> match right here I'm, and i'm almost wondering and now if this was something that because as we'll explain 
explained they have like four guests come in at the end of this match to humiliate Cole, who's just a butt monkey this whole fucking match. With a butt monkey foot. They rip his, uh, King rips his pants off immediately, so he's just staggering around like in his boxers essentially. Booker T's on the commentary, just like, (laughs) that cheap material. (laughs) Look at that sucker. he, He is the only one I'm actually believing this whole match was Booker T. So they bring down Eve first. Yeah. For no reason. I mean, I guess for, I don't know. To niche out him off the top of the It's it's weird to go from disgusting athlete's foot to, like, attractive woman. I'm not going to complain about it, though, because this isn't the political show, and I can be a chauvinist here, so I'm good. Anytime Eve wants to show up. Heard that. She ends up coming uh, backwards off the top turnbuckle and, oh, my Moon, God. Moonsault to his nut or his fupa? I try to or. tell, but you, from his face, you can tell it hurt. Oh, yeah. And he immediately turns over, just buries his face in the mat. Like, he's got to piss some blood out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was... Ugh. But... I just don't know how, like... It was a beautiful moonsault in general, but it was. It just was. It didn't land quite right. Uh, do you think it's purpose or on accident? Because it's just. I mean, you're, well, Michael Cole is not a traditional. Michael Cole isn't even fucking close Ugh. enough to her. Yeah, right. Like, oh, no, I don't it think it's so on horrible. purpose. I think Michael Cole is a dumbass who's rolled too far away from the turn. Right. <laughs> Jerry Law is like, take that asshole. And then they bring out King for some reason. With barbecue sauce, which I don't. Jr. I'm, or, I'm sorry, Jr. Yeah, they bring out Jr. I'm telling you. Uh, Michael Cole did not agree to this unless he was getting a mouthful of barbecue sauce. So they had to, they had to tie in the bar- JR's barbecue sauce. I can't believe JR would do that because that doesn't seem like smart branding to like associate yourself with athlete's foot toes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah. I really don't want to put it on my ribs. I love when he starts. Well, I love it's cold or something when it, it, he starts to pour it on <laughs> right. fucking coal. It comes out so slow. It glops. And then glop, when, glop, when, he, when he goes up to his head, it's all of a sudden all over. Just boom. Gets in his nose, eyes. Oh. Well, what's funny, too, about the marketing here is that up until the toe is in the mouth and you're like, well, at least he's got barbecue sauce. The whole time, he's got barbecue sauce in his mouth, and he's like, this is disgusting. <laughs> I like to think that that's like... It's not how you sell your product. Right, right. I like to think that he's actually allergic to barbecue sauce. But like, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Wait, he's going to start swelling. He's going to start swelling. This is just... It becomes bullying at the end, though, right? Like, all right, we know he's an asshole character, but like, how many times do you have to humiliate him in a row before you just get it over with? This is Here's just- the thing. I think it's more of a, uh, hey, this guy's been... This is the nerdy kid on the bus who mom is a principal or a teacher who keeps bullying other kids. It's like, you can't get me because I'm the principal's son or whatnot. And then all the kids finally get back at him and pour barbecue sauce on him and have the uh, like the middle school bully come down from the uh, upper yard and come down and put him in the uh, sharpshooter. You guys have both put way too much thought into hey. this idea. <laughs> we put more thought than the writers of this match. Yeah, right? Shit. So, the th- yeah, the uh, fourth cameo we get. Or well, no, third came out. Yeah. First of all, before we get to that point, the barbecue sauce. Even or? if, even like two good wrestlers wouldn't make this match good. Like this is a no. stupid concept. I wouldn't want to see Cole versus Jerry. Period in any match. No. But like, I've never I, been a fan of Jerry the Lawler in the ring personally. No, I don't. I don't think find him that entertaining. Well, and if he was, it was way before we were watching wrestling. Yeah, I mean, um, anytime I think of Jerry Lawler, all I think is. Oh, the puppies! Yeah. The puppies yeah. coming yeah. down! Fucking Deborah do, or someone coming down. I do love his... I, like, I've always liked his heel. Uh, he, he, like, him as the and heel. And that's what's so weird about this. is like I don't want... like I'm not used to rooting, rooting the, for the king. The yeah. face. Because he's not... He's always been a bad guy for right. the majority right. of he's, my... He's Bobby Brain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he's just one of those people that plays it so well that, like... 
I don't buy him as a You face. believe it as in real life he's an yeah, asshole. Yeah, he probably, I mean, I don't know. I've never met the guy, but. Right. So now as Michael Cole is now ahead, he's been nutshotted and he's got barbecue he, sauce all over this. He gets face. to the top of the ramp. He has the microphone and he keeps screaming, not like this. I'm no, not, I'm not no. <laughs> yeah. Not going to do it. And then, and then the person that they set up only briefly in the, it was in a, the promo. Yeah. It was very subtle. Yeah. Shows up to bring him back to the ring. Who was that, Frank? Brett the Hitman Hart. I don't know why I said it. Like, uh, it was well, a big secret. Uh, I don't know. We, when he came out, I love that Tyler is like, is that Raven? <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but he also looks like fucking Fulton from Mighty Ducks, too. Yeah, oh, my God. He does with the leather jacket, jean shorts or whatever right. he's wearing. Yeah, and, why wouldn't he just put on the classic? The, the hitman leotard? I don't yeah. think he's got the body. I mean, how old is he at this point? 50s, 60s. Yeah, but yeah. he could cover that with a big-ass coat. Well, here's the thing. I is, mean, you see King and leotard right now in, the, you know, in this match, and it, he's not yeah. doing him any favors. It seems like a needless cameo. It almost seems like the reason they had to do this third match is because they were setting up. They had Brett. They were right. going to use him, and they're mm-hmm. like, well, shit, it wasn't well-received. we got to get to the end. Right. Yeah, because Bret Hart never did anything better in his career that they could have, like, paid Milt- homage to. Right? Right. <laughs> you know? That's what just—it seems like, Cash look at the grab. talent in this ring. You have, like—Michael um, Michael Cole I don't consider very talented, but it, no. the, the three veterans in there could have done an interesting storyline. It just seems like such a wasted opportunity. Right. And the villain, you give them as Michael Cole, who's a villain to no one. Well, no one you, finds him intimidating. If Bret Hart was signed on to come back for a little bit, they didn't need— an announcer feud to inject him into, right? Like that, and or, like of all the of going. all the things to pick from his career, you're gonna pick when he stuck his foot in Jerry's mouth, right? And that's probably when Jerry first a moment was, that no one remembered until you showed it in the recap, right? Yeah. We get the we get the quintessential sh- quintessential sharpshooter. Yeah, um, um, looks like he hadn't done one in a while. He's, it's very like I don't know. Maybe I remember him doing it faster. Well, it's probably hard to do in those jorts. If you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> right. That's for damn sure. <laughs> And then Jerry's big fucking toe. If I was the hitman, I would do that to my children as punishment, honestly. Oh, you see it just wiggle in his mouth? That is the, the, most, oh! dis- uh, <laughs> the most disgusting. We might have to use that as the the picture for this episode. No so, day. A close-up of that. Right? Like, you see his cheeks bulging out. Uh, well, barbecue sauce has almost looks a little bit like blood. Or so, diarrhea. And, yeah. Uh, just... Or nasty. vomit, yeah. Hey, sorry, bud. They go full gross out. I love the fact that this is right before... Say it like I see it. They want Cena to come out after this, and he's like, yeah, get this crowd back. So what's insane is the we've been watching this as we've been recording this, and that's how long the match took. <laughs> yeah, right. like, the length of this conversation is how long the, the match took. It, now then, they do this after the toe has been inserted, and That's a sentence you never thought you'd hear on a wrestling <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, after that goes down, then there's just a long, drawn out. All right, look stare at, down. Look, yeah. Well, and it's really an opportunity for the company to be like, "Hey, everybody, clap for the people that are standing here." Like, we know how much money we paid Brett. Get our money's really Yeah, it just seems like they could have done way more than this. With awful, with the talent involved, man. yeah, yeah. Oh, it looks like he's sucking on it. Oh, yeah. Or munching on it. Look this at it. This is one of the most disgusting moments I've oh. ever seen in a ring. <laughs> and I've seen people bleed profusely, and I don't have the problem with that as much as I do. Um, I guess num, I'm the num, opposite num, of num, like a foot num, fetishist num, because num, it disgusts the hell out of me. Feet, yes, feet are fucking disgusting. They're the dirtiest part of the body. Right? Get that shit a fucking away no, from me. No, they are not the dirtiest the, part I mean, of the body. The genitals, maybe, okay, the asshole, I don't know. but <laughs> That they're, gooch area. They're, they're, they're literally, you sweat in them all day. Like you, I've uh, never understood you people. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a foot fetish person. Can I put my foot in your face? Yeah. Barefoot? That'll be the picture yeah. for this episode. <laughs> I mean, I toes on your nose. You wouldn't mind it. 
I would I you would prefer my- it, <laughs> but I'm not like I don't know. I'm not the person that there's so many people that are like the thought of feet. Like what? What do you mean the thought of feet? We not the thought. Feet. It's not the thought of feet to me. It's just like I don't want them near the place I can smell. Like I don't know. See, I work. I work with kids all day, and when I'm like, I shake their hands or high five them, and it's just, I'm like. Oh, what did you have on your hands? So I can only imagine what's on the bottom of their feet, too. What? Are they... The guy socks and fucking shoes on all day. Who the fuck's Not running so, around? I've, I've, seen some hippie chi- I've seen some hippie chicks who have black feet on the bottom of their Don't foot. Don't touch hippie just... chicks' feet. That's gross. <laughs> That's just good advice for life. Don't touch hippie chicks. <laughs> oh, That's man. the plan of the ape uh, shit. I don't know, man. I'm just... All I'm saying is I'm a, I'm a feet freedom person. I'm a flip-flop wearing self... Loving feet, loving self. I love my feet. <laughs> Unless Would you want to put Jerry Lawler's toes in your mouth, even no, covered in I, no, JR's barbecue sauce? I, like I said, I'm not a foot fetish person. I'm not gonna suck on toes. Mm-hmm. I just think it's weird because mm-hmm. that the the feeling that you I you suck get, on toes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you really? No, absolutely not. <laughs> oh. That that's where we're about I draw, to get into some real personal that, revelations that, on right? this podcast. That's, right? where I, that's where I draw the line. I wouldn't suck a toe. I really don't not, even necessarily. Not even your wife's toe. No. Even if you were drunk. I mean, if I was we're asked, we into a really we weird could, personal we, place with this episode. We could fucking discuss it. <laughs> um, I've sucked a toe before, and I almost wanted to puke. I was in college. I was super drunk. And oh, it was my Lord. girlfriend of the long time. Now, I will say your feet. I <laughs> the, you you're jujitsuing all day, Tyler. Right. So like, no, I probably wouldn't want your feet around my face. My feet are pretty dried. I and don't crusty. want anyone's feet around my face. Let me make it clear. This isn't a want. It's just a. I'm not like I'm not fucking weird about it. It's, I want to know how your foot got I don't, there. I don't think there's anything <laughs> weird about not wanting Jr. or fucking King's foot. My foot in your mouth like no, no that that's fine also is that's that fine. really like he could have just bit down right just fucking bite his toe <laughs> oh man we gotta fix some peeking on this episode i'm <laughs> sure uh, uh so um and then we're gonna get into our actually just like three months later <laughs> two or three months later we get into our probably the best match of the year yeah that year um do you guys want to announce it? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll announce it. We we're gonna get into uh, CM Punk v John Cena of Money in the Bank 2011, right? Yeah. And this is this is we can we'll stop for a second and let us inject some uh, promo here. But this was after the pipe bomb. This was leading up to CM Punk. Which well, is interesting because actually the, while we're on this while we're on uh fucking uh over the limit right now with the Jerry Lawler match, Punk was on there. He was with, he did a Nexus match match number four of the night mm-hmm. like right before this so this was like a very quick build up to this next match mm-hmm. yeah it wasn't you know but this was this is one of my favorite matches in the company's history I think because so. that's right after he got the big gold chest tattoos when he revealed himself as the uh, leader. Nexus leader yeah. Yeah. yeah and this is actually probably the last pay per view the Nexus did anything they just kind of quietly dissolved once. Yeah. Cena and Punk started, and, and right. the, the Punk thing really took off. Because it was Nexus always versus Cena, because it was Wade Barrett at that time. Yeah. And once he was gone, or they kicked him out, and then they had a secret leader, comes in CM Punk. After that, now he's the best in the world. Do I have everybody's attention now? I was suspended by Vincent K. McMahon because of some things that I said. I didn't get in trouble because I announced July 17th is the day my contract comes to an end. And trust me when I tell you, I am leaving, I am leaving with the WWE Championship. 
I didn't just get in trouble because I said this company inside and outside the ring are filled with a parade of shameless ass kissers. I didn't just get in trouble because of this little nugget. And I would like, like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's dead, dead, dead. I got in trouble basically because I have the balls to say things that nobody else has the balls to say. But never fear, tonight, not only am I reinstated... CM Punk's reinstated, you've got your match. Vince McMahon desperately wants to sign me to a very long-term, very lucrative contract with World Wrestling Entertainment. It's funny to me that Vince is bending over backwards to give me everything I've ever wanted. My face got everything. I want cups, posters, spoons, knives, forks, my own jet. CM Punk the movie! And the reason it's funny is because all I've ever really wanted is this little microphone. See, this, this is power. I am the voice of the voiceless. Do I have everybody's attention now? In anybody else's hands, this is a microphone. In my hands, it's a pipe bomb. It's, I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it and show me some respect. You're one of the biggest bullies I have ever met in my entire life and you will apologize. Apologize. You will apologize and you Sorry, okay? I'm sorry. What? 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 I apologize, you son of a bitch! Fine speech. When you talk about hypocrites, Punk, you're the biggest hypocrite of them all. You are CM Punk! Hottest property in this wrestler. industry today. You beat your own drum, but in the path of doing things you want to do, you've lost sight of everything. I've lost sight? You! are the one that's lost sight. That's lost sight. I am the underdog, and what you are is what you hate. You're the 10-time WWE champion. You're the man. Ladies and gentlemen, the champ is here. The champ you, is here. like the Red Sox, are no longer the underdog. You're a dynasty. You are what you hate. You have become the New York Yankees. Do I have everybody's attention now? Sunday night. Say goodbye to the WWE title. Say goodbye to John Cena. And say goodbye to CM Punk. CM Punk walks out for this championship. Do I have everybody's attention now? All right, so that's like the greatest promo ever, right? Like, this match is... That, like, this definitely the best promo they've ever done. Yeah, this uh, is, if not, like oh, in the two thousand teens, yes. WWE is very good. Like whoever does the editing for like the videography is his very constant. Good. Uh, are, are you listening? Yeah, the, right. Yeah, the yeah. callbacks and the, the that is very good. All right. So I have a quick useless stat for you since this is a Money in the Bank uh, match. A recent study says that uh, wrestlers actually climb ladders. 400 times slower than average people. <laughs> so I'm just saying it's out there. I don't know where the study was. I think it was a study of my mind. But. So so jumping from the last match to this match, it's like three months. Yeah. Like the month after that horrible fucking Jerry Lawler match happened, you know, the Kiss My Foot match, uh-huh. CM Punk was at, doing his last, like, uh, the new Nexus. Yeah. Like the month after that, he uh, announced that he was, uh, uh, his, his contract was up and then it was on to this. This is such a brief setup to a match. I'm surprised it worked that well. Right. And there was no wrestling. They didn't actually meet until they got in the, like, yeah. not in a proper way at least. Right. I do have a bone to pick though with the WWE because 
this match is amazing, and the fucking poster for this pay-per-view has Big Show and Hornswoggle <laughs> looking yeah. at a fairy tale book. That is fucked. Are you serious? Yeah, that's their the that's the thing thing they thought you should take away from Money in the Bank 2011. But what did you just say in the last segment that you want to make the toe sucking the fucking episode picture for should this we one? Use that? <laughs> it should probably be CM Punk. Right, <laughs> um, calling you out, boy. Yeah. Um, so getting into this match, CM Punk had been a champion already. He uh, this is 2011. I think in 2009 he'd already beat uh, I think Christian and Edge to to be the champion. He won two Money in the Banks already, and that was the big gold, right? Yeah, he yeah. was a yeah. heavyweight champion. Yeah, and also a C, uh, ECW champion at this point. Mm-hmm. He was well liked, but he he took off like crazy, and part of it was because of the promo work that yeah. we just heard in that infamous pipe bomb segment. I think I think CM Punk is probably argue it there's so i know that the audience reaction is like 50 50 here because there's a lot of fucking hate for cm punk Mm -hmm. but he is uh, in my opinion he's one of the best wrestlers probably in the company's history because we're still talking about him almost a decade later Mm -hmm. and like and we're talking about him as passionately people who are pro cm punk are pro cm punk people who are anti or anti but um i think that like really just in ring he's fucking phenomenal like he is a great worker on the mic he's even better yeah and that, i mean that that's is the truly where he shines of, anytime yeah. you hand him a mic which right. is so like i put him in that Shawn michaels uh triple h chris jericho category like those are those that's that top tier of like those guys can do it all they can do the promos they can do the acting they can do the when him and rock got into it that was just gold punk yeah when yeah they were getting yeah. in their feud yeah, they, like he's just he's good. Period. Like mm-hmm. he's good on, the, and I love his his personality is very much. I don't know. He's just he's he, got he that, had the cockiness of it. Yeah. Like he's technically in this match the heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, but it, you know it happens to be in Chicago, and I think that's where the storytelling got really clever in in that it. Well, the it audience, felt like they were orchestrating things into a way that they couldn't control. Well, and the audience, yeah, didn't allow him to be the heel. In the yeah. story, he's the heel, but right. he's not the story as far as really anybody, not just Chicago, and they, anybody. They, like, people, the pipe bomb really fucking And you can see them still trying to make up. Cena, they keep try to keep him the heel, because even in the the pre-match uh, buildup, he uh, refuses, he, like, he tells Vince to reinstate Cena. Just so he can have his rematch. Yeah. And, he's, and then that's where the whole stipulation that if Cena loses tonight, he's fired. If Punk, you know, mm-hmm. wins, he's taking the championship with him. Yeah. It was such a brilliant buildup, but it happened in the span of about a month. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It, well, you give the uh, mic to the right person, they can uh, right? shoot yeah, off like, like a rocket. Like June 20th, Punk announces that he's, uh, his contract's expiring, that he's not renewing. Uh, the 27th, so a week later, he does the pipe bomb. And then we're uh, fucking into July. Which, less than a month later, they meet in the ring. And the pipe, the pipe bomb was so successful as mic work that now, however many years later, we're still debating on how much of that was scripted and how much mm-hmm. of it he was just shooting on the on the fucking company. Yeah, how much they knew what he was gonna say. Until the point where Vince almost had a heart attack. <laughs> but I think I think it's interesting. The pipe bomb does over overshadow <clears throat> the other, which I think is even maybe a more a more infamous one. The contract negotiation signing. Mm-hmm. They actually use that, I think, a lot more in the promo. Yeah. <clears throat> Him and Vince getting into it. Yeah. And I think that's where Punk shined. He could do it consistently anytime right. you handed him a mic. Yeah. It's like a... Uh, CM Punk popsicles. M- a millennial stone cold. And it's, uh, the way they fucking yeah. open this match, wrestling is genius. Because they know they have... They just... Punk spent seven minutes coming out, two of it at silence while the crowd cheered. Oh, yeah. Cena got Going booed. And then they do fucking rest holds for ten minutes. Yeah. 
and just work the crowd up. It is, it is like, I don't even like Cena. I don't think he particularly puts on good matches, but. This is almost storybook. See, you, I, this is a, you know, I see what people see in him in this match. I disagree with you there, though. I, like, in, in Cena's heyday, which was long and is now coming to a close, at least as far as how much effort he's putting into it. His hair's heyday is coming to an end. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> I, I've never liked John Cena. No. Um, not as a character. I liked him when he was doing the rapper thing. That was funny. When he first started. Uh, yeah. But I haven't liked the whole, like, salute the crowd. I'm the Marine. I'm the good old boy. Hustle, like, loyalty, like, respect. Yeah, which isn't the moniker of a fucking, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, but I do think he's a good in-room worker yes. like and i think for he's a mid- workhorse like he works yeah. constantly that he is the workhorse of wwe yeah and i mean i will point out at the time too punk was also there oh, every yeah. fucking night he was mm-hmm. on raw he was killing it on the mic consistently the pipe bomb will always be remembered but if you go back to any random raw during this period and watch him he fucking he's given 110 percent every damn time yeah mm-hmm. so it's still back when they had more freedom though and i like i missed that era where they could come out and kind of control their own story a little bit right. like they knew i'm sure that they were given this is where you got to get to bullet points yeah but how you get there but how you get the route there, you take is yeah. up to you yeah because i feel like in history there i don't have any examples off the top of my head but i feel like there are instances where somebody has said something on the mic that has changed the course the course of a rivalry um and i can see that i can see the pipe bomb because i mean it was so successful back then. I mm-hmm. could see them either ramping it up or make, changing the story because of that. Or how can we fuel this? Yeah. I don't know. When the, when Punk delivered the pipe bomb, I'm not sure WWE knew he was going to run off into the crowd at the end of this match with the championship and his, you know, Cena seemingly fired. <clears throat> you well, know, his contract, ex- all those, Punk's contract expired. Yeah, but Cena, It could have been a long-term plan. If you have but a, they, did, they obviously didn't have this plan three months ago because fucking Punk was in a tag team match getting destroyed by uh, fucking Kane and Big Show. Yeah. You well, know, I wouldn't doubt it's, uh, you have three months or whatever, however long you have on your contract. If you want to do some creative stuff with your character, let's do it. And all of a sudden, the pipe bomb happens, and they're like, what the fuck's and going on? And he just made on? himself more... Well, not only that, but if you have a wildfire going in your favor, fucking fan the shit out of yeah, it. Yeah, they, they, and they did, and they, I love how heavily they leaned into it with the, the putting it in Chicago. Yes. Like, th- that was a bold move because they, they essentially guaranteed that the man they're pushing is a baby, their ultimate... Babyface is gonna get booed the entire match. Right. Well, not only that, but like ultimate rebellion that you yeah, I mean, the, uh, you we see multiple signs time. that have the exact same theme of if either if Cena wins, we rebel, or was it if Punk loses, we riot. Yep. They do so, and of course during the PG area. So this is like something sort of semi new to a few fans out there. Yeah, I mean, is this this isn't the PG era yet? I it? mean, this is probably it's, the it's encroaching end of on it, it. because yeah. well. You got to think when Miz and Cena were having their th- two or three year battle or whatnot, and it was just Cena back and forth with someone this and that. I would say <clears throat> when Punk, the great, the best in the world, is sort of the end because this Punk and when the Shield come in, that's when the new era starts happening. So this is probably the end of the. Uh, oh you- shit! You're right. It was 2008. Yeah. 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 So this is probably the end of the added or not uh, PG era. So they're getting ready to have the Hounds of Justice come in because. <laughs> so then, what era are we in now? I'm pretty sure it's still new era. Do they name? Do they name it until after the, the fact? Well, here's the. Th- well, I don't want to really. Something happens. I don't know. I don't want to get really off subject, but I mean, with all the new NXT characters coming up, uh, still NXT characters, but on yeah, the- usually something may uh, like something has to happen to really mark the event that everyone takes notice of, right? 
And I think this was one of those times. Like the pipe bomb, it, it kind of it showed you a shifting of an era of a character like Daniel Bryan who would come in later. Of the, yeah. This is a smaller guy. Right. The WWE wouldn't normally push him, but he got himself over. Right. right. Yeah. And, it's, and getting to a point about the fans respect the talent. Now, I'm not even saying Cena has no talent because in this match, he, he this, I would fully say this is a five-star match. And well, he's the fucking Hulk Hogan of the uh, WWE this time. So, therefore, it's like, well, we have this new fresh face who fucking can work a mic like no other. Yeah. He's a wordsmith. And Cena fucking leans into it. He makes Punk look great in this fucking match. Very much so. Um, knowing full well that, you know, he's they're in Punk's hometown, he just plays up that angle. Right. I mean, this is you couldn't orchestrate a perfect setting. Yeah, but this is almost very close. I mean, yeah, and I, it, it's hard for me to believe that they didn't orchestrate the whole thing. If not, there was a tremendous amount of luck involved that right. they fucking played off of. Well, it so does, after the, it does seem like there's a there is a bit of um, legitimate like animosity between. Mm-hmm. At least on Punk's side, like Punk, Punk actually on. I mean, I don't know. Now we he also, seems like an angry man on Cabana's podcast. He said that he has no problem with with John Cena. No, he's come out and said that like he. he you know, there's like him and Randy Orton are fine. Him and John Cena are fine. Ryback's just, the only one I think that he holds a grudge against. It's just him and management. Probably the exact same thing going yeah. on with Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I mean, I could say, you know, but Punk also just seems to me as kind of like, moody. At least that's the, the character he's yeah. always played, and he played it so yeah, damn well. Yeah, he played it in real life in fucking court, too. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I don't know. Punk doesn't have his coffee every morning. I'll get it. I'll <clears throat> give it to you, punk haters, that he's probably an asshole. But as far like, if I'm judging CM Punk as a, this was CM Punk's era of wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not looking down on him at all. He had, he was a very, very good, probably top tier superstar. Um, yeah, he's personally probably an asshole. Yeah, very much so. But give like this match is also it's about. Almost forty minutes, a little shy, and is the perfect three act structure of a match. They do the first te- like first third of it. The first ten minutes is all rest holds and just fucking toying with the crowd. The second half, they just start like the the middle. They just start hitting finishers and doing mm-hmm. big moves, and fucking the crowd <coughs> is popping left and right. Yeah, doing suplexes and yeah. And still to this day, every time WWE, no matter what brand, SmackDown, Raw, pay per view, house show. Chicago, they are chi- chanting CM Punk. Yeah, and that's, I think that's the legacy of this match. Like yeah. it is, it was without a doubt one of the greatest matches they'd put on, like ma- main eventer in a long time. What's well, the legacy of CM Punk too? Mm-hmm. Can I point out to you that like right in camera shot, <laughs> there's a fucking juggalo with full on uh, on the hard camera the whole uh, yeah, match. ICP. Yeah, he's makeup on. Oh Apparently, I guess Chicago is a big uh, j- juggle at home. He's got a do rag on with a fucking Nike <laughs> Nike cap on top of it. Uh, Only in Chi Town. And then you want to get there? Is. Not a Nike yeah. cap. That's a that's a white. There's, there's actually a couple of people. Is that what it is? I don't know. Is that a uh, Chicago has some crazy fans? I know. So that's a white baseball cap. That might be ICP. Is that a possibility? Yeah, there's both have? of them. Okay, there are two of them. <laughs> That, so that might actually, if it is them, then fine, I'll accept that. <laughs> so I, I, know, like, I know they're big wrestling fans. I just and got I know really excited. WWE before. Well, it looks exactly like them. One's short and fat, and the other one's tall and skinny. They might. I don't remember them ever pointing it out that because usually when there's someone in the crowd, they're front row center, and they get is the ICP from Chicago. No, but they did have their own uh, wrestling league and all that shit back in the day too. They still do, I believe. Getting off topic though, right? <clears throat> the ending of this match is fucking amazing. Because they play up, uh, which Brett was around at the time. We just saw him in our last match a couple months ago. So they play up the Montreal Screwdrop angle with Vince coming out. And uh, Laurinaitis. Yeah. The biggest John. the biggest boob 
WWE has ever probably That was actually one of my favorite parts of the whole CM Punk fucking uh, storyline of this era was him taking on John Laurinaitis. Yes. They did a lot of great segments. People fucking power, you fucking goober. But you got to give it up to Vince McMahon as fucking... Well, what a, pastel ge- what a genius suitcase. way, story writing, story writing wise, to reference one of the most well-known stories you've ever had with Vince, right. and then make Cena a hero again. Right. Show that he has integrity. You get to keep him as that all-American because he prevents Vince from interfering. He wants to, you know, like if I can't beat him straight, I'm not going to beat him. Right. And then, and then he loses immediately. Yeah. The, the, then the fucking stadium just goes bonkers. John Cena just told the boss, "Not that way. We're going to do it my way." I don't know if I've ever quite seen a reaction like that. Right. In terms of just inte- like every single person, the intensity is amazing. Looks and like that Vin- fucking look on Vince's yeah, face. Vince is, he just shit his pants. Yeah, Vince is selling it too. I, I do believe he genuinely hated Punk. I think so too. I think Punk ma- gave him headaches. And, yeah. and had gotten himself over so much that like there wasn't really anything. If you fire him, you're why it's it's the fanning the flame. Like why mm-hmm. would you why would you fucking put it out? Even, even though it's pissing it you off. Yeah. Although they gave Triple H, they tasked Triple H with that, and he was successful And I think that's why it, this so. match is so iconic, because it's like, it's a metaphor for the WWE fandom. Yes. Of Vince trying to cram someone down her throat like Cena, and then someone else, Daniel Bryan, Punk, all these other, you know, more talented guys, getting themselves over to the it, point where the company has to give in. Like, in it. their hometown, because he knows he's going to fucking sell out the other arena and sell fucking merchandise out the Oh, yeah, there. like. CM Punk shirts gone. Yeah, but I mean, for an ending for a pay per view, this is what you want—the last match. You leave everyone wanting to come back to the next pay- the next week on Raw, and then the next pay per view. Fucking love Vince's <laughs> Vince. I know. Oh, I imagine that's how he talks in everyone's ear the entire time. The, the, the commentators are going, barking at people. God damn it! Yeah, so they do bring out Alberto Del Rio and. uh John Laurinaitis to essentially like take the title away from him, and then Punk just fucking pieces out throughout the crowd. Yeah, because he doesn't just, actually cash in the the. No, oh yeah, that's why. No, yeah, Alberto Real comes down with the uh, with which, the briefcase, which he had won that night. Yeah, yeah, at Money in the Bank, one of the quickest. It's not even a cash in because he doesn't even pin him. Punk just takes him out with a spinning heel kick, and then fucking grabs the title. Look at all crazy and yeah, shit. Yeah, looks at Vince like, like I. It's hard to believe he doesn't do drugs. He's like he a fucking comic book character villain face yeah. right there. And then he has this like Scooby Doo expression of, "Oh, I got to get out of here." Pop <laughs> over the expression. fucking bar- the barricade into yeah. the crowd. Blows blows, blows him a kiss. Look, no security. Everyone's like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> Catch up to him. There, there is like one security guard, but he's like not doing a good job, and he's overweight. So Punk out, like outpaces him in ten seconds. I think there's a guy up here that tries to uh, grab the belt from him, and CM Punk like pushes him with his foot. There was, I don't think this. It, Hold on, I don't think it's here. No, maybe there's one. A different th- yeah, there's, there is, there was a moment where Punk was in the because he would do this for a while when mm-hmm. he was suspended. There was a moment where he was giving a speech to someone, and someone pushed him, and he turned around and hit. He actually, I think, ended up hitting the wrong person, right? Not the person who pushed him. Yeah, that's a that is. I think that's one of the better matches of the last ten years. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a couple matches I've, I've I would say rival it, 
Yeah. But how I, off- I can't believe a CM Punk match or a John Cena match would actually intrigue me enough to. You haven't seen Vince like that in a long, long, right, long time. Right, and it brought up that uh, Vince Stone Cold Steve Austin. That deal. was after the Trump match, right? So Vince mm-hmm. had his like my mom picked my haircut for school <laughs> pictures deal going on. He just looked, yeah, I I don't know. I didn't like that. He, his head looks like a mushroom, and why is he so tan? He's so tan in this <laughs> fucking match. shrunken head. Yeah, he looks the broad old shot. He literally looks like one of the uh, fucking uh, what do you call him? What do you call him? What do you call him? From the horrible Mario movie. Mario Brothers. Oh, the... Uh, Koopas? Koop, uh, yeah. Is that what they are? Koopa Troopas? That's, that's a terrifying fucking movie. Well, the, look, his tiny head with those broad shoulders. That's exactly what he <laughs> do, looks like. Do you guys... like? Well, you you were into wrestling at this time, right, Tyler? Yes, this was okay. when I was getting back into it. So I see, I, the, see, I actually missed this era and had to, I, and caught up on it later. Mm-hmm. So Seeing the... Just... I mean, you've always had your baby face, uh, John Cena, and I've always, like... Touch base here and there, but when I really got back into it, it was when this started happening. And it was just like, well, now we have a giant refresher. Yeah, and then this led to the whole era of punks. Well, I mean, well, then Paul Heyman got involved. Yeah, then Paul Heyman was the advocate for the champion, and it was then to the Rock, and then he lost it to the Rock, in which the Rock introduced the current slash semi current uh, title design. Yeah, yeah, and then. Uh, that's when he said, fuck it, I'm going after The Undertaker. Yeah. So this was, I mean, Punk had been champion before 2009. And, this and is, he'd I had think, rivalries after, but this was a high point. I think this, this is, is when he peak, started right? his title run of almost uh, 500 plus yeah. days with the championship. And then they're like, well, now we got to get the, rid of this. The summer of Punk, yeah. Yes. The, well, not only that, Well, he was like number two or three under Diesel and uh, Bob Blackland. Oh, for the t- title reign length. Yeah. yeah. So therefore, like, well, now we got to give it someone else. So therefore, that's why probably Lesnar had it for so long. <laughs> Just to fucking break that. Right. And I think that's part of the mystique of Punk is that he hasn't come back, that he's turned his back so completely. There's nothing. He's not doing interviews. He won't talk about it. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. I think that's part of the mystery is that he'll that's do, why he left it. He'll mm-hmm. do maybe a con here and there, but it's not really referenced with a Yeah. And wrestling. I think that's, I mean, no, honestly, more his, for money. Well, that's you his, get to 50 bucks per that's autograph. That's his comic books, right? Right. Well, he's writing comic books uh, he was for, for a while. I don't think he currently is, but he wrote uh, Drax for Marvel. For, Isn't he, do, he, he's about to start doing commentary for not UFC, but... I don't know. I know he's about to start in a ESPN. movie. He's about to start doing commentary for something, I thought. Yeah, he's about to start in his first movie, too, which I know he's... Really? Yeah, he's, he's doing a horror film. He, Let's uh, just say he's working. Yeah. <laughs> which is good. Good for him. Right. <laughs> After all the lawsuits and shit. Right. Yeah, we'll see where that lands with his whole suing... Is Cabana suing him? Yes. Is that right? Yeah. To pay for his lawyers. That's right, because there was like a verbal agreement, he says, between mm-hmm. them that he would... Oh yeah, it's just it's another like extreme fighting or whatever. Whatever the oh, is that what he's? I hadn't heard that. He's gonna do <laughs> commentary. You guys Ultimate ever seen fighting. that show? And okay, so a guy who got in the ring twice and lost is gonna do commentary. And like, does he know what he's talking about there? No, he's been training for probably three or four years. Okay, I guess he would. Yeah, he knows the basics and those names, <laughs> he knows, but he doesn't know how to. I mean, I guess he knows as much about UFC he, fighting as my uh, more than. Michael Cole knows about wrestling. He, right. he knows how right. to take all those moves. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. He's just like, yeah. His commentary is going to be like, yeah, I remember that That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, I mean, overall, do you guys agree this like the five-star match? Do you agree that the Jerry Lawler match is uh, – because it was it voted one of the worst matches of the year. Yes. Yes, yes and yes. Those, those are easy ones. Yeah. It's amazing those came within three months of each other. You can have that 
swing of the pendulum between fucking terrible and amazingly good. One extreme to another. One was such a horrible gimmick, and the other one was just pristine. Well, it, it was, was fucking funny. May to July. What was funny is that you, like, before we started recording, I said, like, it, what sucks about the current product is that it wasn't that long ago when it was good. And, Frank, you had said, they're like, well, wait a minute, because there was always bad shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, point taken. I get it. That's fair. With the foot fetish. Well, even with, with the fucking that great of a fucking match, you didn't have the decency to put together a good poster. You have fucking Big it's, Show and fucking Hornswoggle on a fucking looking at a fairy tale fucking Yeah, how book. did you not know that this was like, hey, who would see that and think like that's professional wrestling? You fucking having John Cena doing his... But I wonder, too, is that... Is CM Punk on any of the covers? Like, could these be newer not covers? Do you think they, I, well, not until probably after this. And then he started becoming a face on posters, cups, this and that. I'm just wondering if, like, on the network, they still have him as the cover of their pay-per-views. Because I could see... Or if it's like a Hogan situation where they scrub. Yeah, I could see them being petty as shit and doing... Oh, yeah, so. they're, they're, if, they're nothing if not a petty-ass fucking company. Not, not, saying, until, uh, not until a sex scandal comes out. <laughs> Or a uh, racial slur comes out. Yes, you see him punk isn't on any of these. Yeah. So, I don't know. I wonder if... Are those the same that are on... He's on TLC there. Yeah. He's on one of them. All right, fair. Point taken. Maybe I'm... (laughs) That's the first one right there, Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's fine. That's fine. But he's actually the last one because it's December. Um, So... (laughs) Fine, fuck the big show and fuck Hornswoggle. Exactly. I'm on board. I'm on board. I didn't need to argue about it. So that, I think that's going to about do it for this week, this uh, episode of Breaking the Scale for uh, Frank and Tyler and Brandon. You don't speak for me. <laughs> I very often do. This isn't your soapbox. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, continue. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, th- that's about it. So until next time, guys, right. thanks for tuning in. <laughs> yeah, see ya. How rate, about rate review? Oh yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, you you do it. You, you're better at this shit. No, rate review, subscribe, bitches. There we go. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Bitches. Fuck, fuck. That'll that'll get the reviews in. Fucking bitches. Suck my toe. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ugh. You have a good voice for coming into radio. I have a good voice for coming.